0: One of the things that I always valued was good coaching. And so that I've always recognized that having a mentor, having a good coach was an incredible way to speed up your success.
1: This, this, this is the House, House Flipping, flipping HQ, HQ podcast. Now let's get flipping with your host,
0: Justin Williams.
1: Justin Williams.
2: Hey, hey, what's going on, my fellow flip hackers? Hope you guys are all doing awesome. Hope you are crushing 2017, we are more than a weekend. What have you done to change your life? What have you done? What are you going to do this year that will change your life forever? Um, I just barely got back from the first ever six-figure-flipping acceleration program event in Utah. And it was amazing. I mean, I knew this event was going to be good, but it was just so much more than I Ever could have imagined. I mean, I'll be honest, right? Like, I've been doing uh, this, my, my education business for, for three years now. And every time before an event, I get a little nervous, I get a little anxious. It's kind of like you guys when you start investing in real estate, you you think you know what's going to happen. You know, you're pretty sure it's going to go well, but you really don't know 100% for sure, right? There's all these different unknowns that could happen. And man, we went down to Utah and Andy McFarland just laid out in more depth and more detail than I have ever seen him do before. His entire business, from top to bottom, he brought in just about every person that works for him. We went to his office. He just laid it out, showed every form, every, um, every document, everything he uses to run a business that did 245 deals in 2016. And they are currently pacing at about 25 to 30 deals per month, per month. They did over three million last year. They're shooting for over four million this year, and it's completely ran without him. Other than him showing up to the weekly meetings and being there to support his not just his team, but support like his top the the, uh, the management uh, members in his team. Anyway, it's actually kind of funny because I didn't have Vanessa and Kel go just because they had a lot going on, and I was like, you know, they already know what they're doing. And man, I made a huge mistake. I really wish I would have had them go. Uh, but at least I have the recording that I can have them listen to. That's why I told Kellos today. I'm like, you need to go through this entire thing. I know we're already doing a lot of this, but there's so much gold bombs here. And he just gives it to us all. It was, it was awesome. So in another episode, I will probably dissect a little bit more of that. But for today, we have something really special. So we just finished the first round of six-figure flipping. And we decided to do another round. Mike and Mike absolutely killed it. I knew they would do awesome But in being at the event and speaking to all the people who just went through their program and seeing the success they've had, how they've changed their lives in, in 90 days, how they changed their entire business in 90 days, and every single one of them just telling me how Mike and Mike went above and beyond and just delivering absolutely everything and more than I had even imagined that they would. Just ninety days ago, when in the middle of the night we were at Flip Hacking Live, and I had the epiphany that we needed something more. We needed something to fill that gap between house flipping formula and seven figure flipping. Something, you know, that the people who applied for seven figure flipping but weren't quite ready to join, that, that they could be a part of, and to see how that program has unfolded and what's happened with it is just, uh, it's just meant the world to me. Um, and, and to see the the difference that it's made in these people's lives that that I just got done spending so much time with, that's truly what gives me fulfillment. I love flipping houses, but it doesn't do quite what you after 10 years and hundreds and hundreds of houses um th- th- there's more. There's more. And now for me it's about um contribution and seeing other people do that. So being able to do that even at a bigger level, right? Just how I teach you guys to scale your house flipping business, like how can I help more people? And bring it on Mike and Mike 90 days ago to help with coaching um and just to see the way they've done it is just It's just been amazing. So super excited. We are going to be doing round two of Six Figure Flipping. So if you want to be a part of that, you can go to houseflippinginchq.com slash 6FF and and apply. And uh, we we can't wait to have you. So what I'm going to do um, for this podcast is I just barely got done going for a run. Um, It's it's, uh, six o'clock exactly. I'm about done for the day. I'm going to go eat dinner with my family. But it was such a great podcast that Mike did with um, Mark Dennis, who I just met at, at Six Figure Flipping. Now, when they did the podcast interview, it's kind of interesting. It was a couple weeks before the Six Figure Flipping event. So I had the chance to – I met I met Mark and Kathy at Flip Hacking Live, just incredible people. I saw what they were doing. They were taking action. They're ready to take off. They joined Six Figure Flipping. Uh, it's kind of interesting. Listen to the podcast, I heard that he applied for Seven Figure Flipping. But um, he he wasn't accepted then, and that's kind of interesting because a lot of times you go out there, and people will uh, there there's coaching programs that will take anyone. They'll charge twenty five, forty thousand dollars, whatever they can get from you. They have people increase their credit cards, dip into their retirement, I just do absolutely everything, even if they have never done anything in real estate at all. And I just don't think that's right. You know, I won't allow it. I would not even allow someone wanted to pay me a large amount of money. Actually, several people we had. Um, several people that we denied i don't remember how many it was we didn't deny them we just said hey you're not ready like we cannot take this amount of money from you unless we know that we can help you 10 or 20 exit unless we know we can help you explode your business but if you're not quite there we can't we aren't ready to serve you at quite that high of a level let's help you in this way so um six figure flipping was born and they joined and they took off and have done amazing things and now they were able to join seven figure flipping And join us on that journey. And uh, it's just an amazing thing um, to see their progression. And, um, you know, Kathy had her birthday and we were there. Anyway, so much fun. So awesome. Eating dinner with those guys and just getting to know them on a deeper level, um, a spiritual level, a personal level, in so many different ways makes that connection even so much stronger. And that's why I love those events. Okay, so back to what I'm going to do. Anyway, I just listened to the podcast that Mike Simmons did uh, with Mark Dennis just a few weeks ago. And his journey, and and what's happened, and his background, and Mark used to play in, in the NFL, uh, pre- protected Dan Marino, and the, the there's a reason why Dan Marino is the number one football player for the Miami Dolphins of all time, and it's because this guy was protecting him, right? Um, at least that that's my opinion. But, um, it's an incredible interview, and they walk through this journey that that Mark has gone through, and I know so many of you guys are are on that journey. Maybe you've taken some action, you're doing some deals. And these guys are at that like hockey stick point where they're just starting. They're not starting, they are ramping up. They are getting a lot going. They're building out the machine. And um, just joined Seven Figure Flipping. It's Mark's goal to be on stage uh, in, in October at the Flip Packing Live event. And I have no doubt that they're going to make it just the way these guys are taking action. I think it's just a great example. If you follow what this guy's doing, you're, you're going to kill it. So go ahead and check this podcast out. Um, it's cool because it's with Mike who's one of our our coaches and seven figure flipping members uh, who absolutely killed it. I mean, someone who just uh, 12 months ago was doing about two deals a month and is now doing 20 deals a month is interviewing somebody who is doing what he was doing about a year ago and a year from now will probably be doing what he's doing now. So I think it's a really cool opportunity for you guys to check this out. A lot of great content. Um, and I think you'll really be inspired at at, at the things that that you can do in your own life and your own business. So without any further ado, I give you the one and only Mike Simmons and Mark Dennis.
1: All right guys, thank you for joining me today on Just Our Real Estate. I'm like I said, I'm I'm really psyched about this interview. Uh you know, I've been thinking about it for a while and, and I finally kind of reached out and, and asked if this person would be on the podcast. And there's a very specific reason for it, and, and there's a lot of cool things happening, and he's just a great guy in general. So uh, who I have on the phone right now is Mark Dennis. Uh Mark is actually he's a coaching student of mine right now, uh, but he's way more than that too. And we'll get into it a lot here during the interview. But he 's a former nFL player and and he's kind of turned all of that uh, all of that tenacity toward real estate now and i'm i 'm super excited to know him i 'm excited to have met him a few months back and he 's just a very cool guy who's doing really really exciting stuff in his business and and I just wanted to be able to share his story and more importantly share some of the successes and some of the things that he 's been doing over the last few months because it 's nothing short of remarkable and I think you guys are going to really in, enjoy talking to him so Hey, uh, Mark, I really appreciate you doing this. I know I'm, you know, as a coach, I'm pushing you to get out there and, and, and turn your business on its head and kill it. So you taking out a half an hour here or 45 minutes is appreciated. And uh, I'm happy to have you here on the show.
0: Thank you. I appreciate being here. And uh, thanks for the invite. It's, uh, it's an honor.
1: Yeah, yeah, no problem. You're you're actually the first guy I thought of when I said, hey, you know, it'd be kind of cool to reach out and, and interview and talk to some of the students that I'm working with and kind of, you know, give let people hear what, what really happens in this kind of a program or just really how people who have the, the right attitude and direction, how they attack their business. And you were definitely the first person I thought of. And like I said, I'm, I'm just glad that you agreed to do this. So why don't we start off kind of, you know, rewind a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about your background, what you've done, you know, in your life. Your your first career and and kind of catch us up to where we are now.
0: Sure. So um, I had the good fortune to uh, get a scholarship in college to play football at the University of Illinois, and um, it, it sort of football has a, was always a means to an end for me. So um, I enjoyed playing in high school, and then hey, you know, if somebody's going to offer me a scholarship. I'm going to get you know my college paid for. It. Oh, cool. And it wasn't until probably my senior year in college where I realized geez, I might have a shot at, at doing this at the next level. Um, I was uh, fortunate to get drafted in the eighth round of the nineteen eighty seven NFL draft. They don't even have eight rounds anymore. That's it. It's like that old, that old Budweiser commercial where the guy was drafted in the seventh round. They don't even know his name. I was drafted in the eighth round. They weren't even sure if I was uh, uh, who I was. And so, and I had, you know, I um, life was a lot about being in the right place at the right time. And and so I uh, got there to Miami. And for my, for my luck, there was a couple guys that actually during training camp decided to retire, which opened up a hole for me to be there. And I made that team that first year. And the thing about playing in the NFL is, is the only reason you're on a team is because they haven't found somebody better than they're always looking. And, and it really felt that way, especially that first year. Like there's just, you know, you, you always felt like you were one day away from getting cut and, that affected the way I, I sort of saw what I was doing because it sort of seemed like a pretend or a, or a, you know, a play life that I was, I was doing and, oh, geez, you know, if things go well, I'll do it for a couple of years. And, 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 and one thing led to another and I actually got to play in the NFL for 10 years, which is still, it's still a, like a miracle for me. Um, but I carried that mentality of, like being a pretend life and recognizing that I, I, because I wasn't like a you know I wasn't a high round draft pick, I knew I was going to have to to work afterwards. I, so I, I carried that mentality of this is sort of my pretend life um, through the uh, through through the year. So I always uh, in the off season I actually always set up a work internship for myself, or I went back and I went and did my MBA and got my MBA uh, partway through. So um, it, it, that was a that was a a great. A great opportunity. I had lots of really cool experiences. And also allowed me to go back and get my MBA and gain some work experience along the way. And uh, so yeah.
1: Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. And this isn't the right the right podcast for it, but we talked already. We're gonna sit down and have a couple of drinks when we get together next month. Uh, I, all I could say is you, you play for Don Shula. Wow. Yes. Anybody who's who is a football fan, obviously that's a that's a name you recognize. You protected the blind side of Dan Marino. Are you kidding me? That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's, that's awesome. Just, I mean, and it's just a host of other obviously great players, but very cool. Um, like you said, uh, you know, Mike and I, when we are when we're hiring in our business, right, we, we have a question that we always ask. It's did you play sports a, in an organized way? In your life, right? Because what we have found and what we believe it it does, you don't have to play sports to be successful. That's not what I'm saying. But what we have found is that people who have some sort of a background in, in organized sports typically take direction very well. Uh, they don't have a lot of excuses, especially when it comes to like football, and they just have a great work ethic. And again, I'm not going to suggest that if you don't have that background, you don't have a good work ethic, but it's a good filter to find out people who who have a good shot at having a really good attitude and a work ethic. So in our company, we're we're very bottom line. We're very, you know blunt in a productive way. And, and when we tell somebody something, we don't spend lots and lots of time trying to sugarcoat it. We just we just say things the way they are. And, and typically uh, I have found because football coaches can be abusive, to say the least, uh, you get used to taking direction and not taking it personally. So very cool. Uh, not not at all surprised that you're having success now. Um, so once your career ended, what happened from that point and, and how did how did you get to basically where where we met? I mean, just, I mean, there's a lot going on. I'm sure a lot happened, but let's try to distill that into a few few minutes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So like I said, I always, I tried to set myself up for after my football career. um, I was working late in my career actually as a commercial real estate agent in the off seasons. um, And I was trying to get a a local uh, Fortune 500 company uh, to be a client of mine. Uh, I had gone to school at University of Illinois with the son of the founder and and was trying to leverage that relationship and and get them as a client and what ended up happening was they hired me instead so i, w- I went to work there uh for uh, a number of years and just sort of one thing they went through bankruptcy and i had my own small consulting company sort of a, a, a numbers oriented um, financial consulting company for a number of years and i've been in sort of it's interestingly enough it's usually been uh, around numbers or real estate, and and no pun intended, but it, it it's oftentimes is uh, a return on investment is the, is is a significant part of the conversation. So those two things have just been a big part of my life as I went through. About back in 2012, um, my wife and I started buying rental properties, um, just trying to um, basically build a uh, a long term pension for us when we do retire. Um, I I don't have the the good fortune, like my dad, worked working one place for 40 years and having a great pension. So I've got to build my own. And so we started doing that. And, and it's like, uh, you know, I always say, uh, entrepreneurialism is, is a lot like a weed, right? It's tough to, it's tough to kill it and make it go away. And it really just grew that way. Um, I bought some, some rentals, was learning how to manage those, did a couple other flips along the way and really got to a point where, geez, I wish, I wish I could do this full time. And back about a year ago, I, um, through a, a number of events and a, and a really cool, uh, a really, really cool experience, uh, where, where I had a, a prompting from, from God to, uh, go after this full time. I started doing it full time and followed a lot of, uh, just a, a lot of the advice that, that, um, get through Justin. Uh, I don't know if you talk about Justin on, yep.
1: on your, yeah, Justin Williams. Yeah.
0: And, and so, um, and, and really, tried to tried to implement as much as i could so what that got me to was that got me to hack hack flipping live and really for me what what that felt like was i recognized that i had the box with all the puzzle pieces in it and i was familiar with all the different puzzle pieces going to hack flipping live was finally somebody put the the picture of what the puzzle is supposed to look like up on the screen that allowed me to dump it out and start putting the pieces together and then I had the opportunity to start working with you guys where not only that, not only am I going to see the picture, I'll have somebody helping me and maybe help me put two or three pieces of the puzzle together all at once.
1: Yeah, that's really important too, right? I, I spent, man, I tell you, you so much smarter than me about this. I spent years trying to do this on my own without any direction thinking i can figure it out yeah i don't need help i don't need to hire people it's a waste of money like all like the wrong things right and i still had a level of success over those first few years but man i'd be in a whole different place right now and 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 frankly with the success that that Mike and I are having in our business you know it's you shouldn't do it you can't do it but I, I sometimes will talk to my wife and I'll go, wow, if we had if I had known what I know now five or eight years ago when I started, whoa, we'd be in a totally different spot. But the point is, I, I resisted getting help. I resisted education. And, and it wasn't until I stopped resisting that that I really saw what what could be accomplished in this business. And it's pretty powerful. It's you know, it can be life changing if you really attack it you know with the right attitude and and I think you going to flip hacking live and and kind of getting involved in Justin's group first there's a lot of people that were at flip hacking live and not a lot of people relative to the number of people that were there took advantage of the next evolution in their business and, and trying to take advantage of that coaching. So why don't you talk a little bit about, cause I'm, I'm really, I'm curious why you were there. You saw the speakers, everyone sort of dumped everything on the table. It wasn't a, a pitch faster and it wasn't like, you know, we're just going to give you a little idea of our business. People were just laying out their business pretty, pretty bare for the world to see why, why bother with the next coaching level? You, you got a lot of information at that event. Why, why take that next step?
0: Sure. So um, I'll go back to briefly, if I'll go back to, um, football, okay. one of the things that I always valued was good coaching. And, and so that I've always recognized that having a mentor having a good coach was, uh, an incredible way to speed up your success. So that's the first part, but yeah, I went to, I, I think I was probably one of the first people that signed up for Footpacking live. Right. I, I saw that and I'm like, and it was, that, it was like early on when, when Justin first mentioned it, it was like March. And I just, I, I signed up for it and said, I'm not ready for it yet, but by then I will be. It's kind of the, the way I, I did it. And and so when I got to Flip Hacking Live, um, it was an awesome experience. Lots of great information. Um, but again, it was it, it was how talking about how other people had put some of these puzzle pieces together. And, you know, it, it, as part of that, um, and I had, I had said for a while I would like to be part of seven-figure me. I didn't think that I was really quite ready for it, but I, I, I'd said and I told my wife, I'm like, you know what? Next year, I when we were sitting in that, next year I'd like to be part of. It. Or, uh, seven figure
1: flipping yeah let me interrupt you real quick because I want to make sure i've never talked about seven figure flipping on this um, on this podcast i've referenced my coaching, but so what what mark's talking about is there is a group called this uh, seven figure flipping right and what it is it's a it's a, a small mastermind group of of like really kind of high level real estate investors that are on a trajectory to To reach seven figures in their business. Some of them are, are there now. Uh, some of them are close. Some of them are just sort of on that path. So it, it's really, a, it's a, a high-level mastermind made up of, of people who are uh, like legitimately on their way to making seven figures and beyond in their business. So it, uh, that's what that's what Mark's referencing. So
0: Okay, sorry about that. No, that's cool. And so at Hack Clipping Live, uh, there was a few spots that were open in that mastermind group. And I kind of looked at my wife and said, well, should we give it a try this year? I mean, it you know we're we're here and 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 the the boats are already uh, our boats are already kind of like starting to smolder. Like, uh, that and that's a reference to the fact <laughs> yeah, that yeah, yeah. you know right burn in the boats that once you land and you're going to either either be successful or or and, or, or not. And yeah. So um, it, and so I filled out the application and and it ultimately I wasn't a good fit right now, which I I I, I recognize. But part of what Justin did was said, Hey, I'm going to create this, this, this new program, um, of which, uh, was the, was the coaching program that I'm part of with you. And it was, uh, it it was awesome. And it was a very appropriate, uh, spot for where I was at that point. And, um, and I was all over. I, I, again, I think we, uh, that one, I was, I know because we filled it up and, um, and, and my wife, Kathy walked over to Tara and handed it to her. It was the first application they got. So nice. I, I, I know for sure that, 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 we were the first ones that handed that. In.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, and the cool thing is, you know, the seven figures, not for everybody and everybody's in a position. Sometimes it's a little bit br- of a bridge too far for where you are right now. And I know Justin has the house, the house flipping formula program. It's a real low, low level, like kind of, you know, for, for new people, right. To give them some basics. So there was sort of like this gap in between there, right? Like I, Maybe I'm a little bit too far down the road for, for house moving formula to be a huge, huge benefit right now. Seven figure, not only is there is there sort of like a, a barrier to entry in terms of where you are in your business, there's also a number barrier, right? We just, There isn't 100 people in there. It's not intended to be a large, you know, kind of a group where you get lost. So there was this gap. There was this need that that Justin sort of created. You know, it was funny, funny story. You know, Mike and I approached Justin and that weekend and said, listen we we want to get involved and we want to get involved in helping people. This has been a great event and we're meeting some great people and we see this, this need, what do you think? And we sort of just threw out a concept to him and, and he just went home and like formulated this idea and and put it out there. So I'm glad that he did, because I think there's a genuine um, there was a hole kind of there that needed to be filled. So that's that's awesome. So you guys, I'm not surprised at all, Mark, that you were the first person to walk up. there. I'm not (laughs) because having gotten known you over the last couple of months, I'm I'm not surprised at all. And I I even matter of fact, I told I told Justin just yesterday what you had kind of shared with me uh, when you first started and said, I want to be I want to be in a position where where Justin needs to have me on that stage next year because of the success that I've had. I I want I want to be up there because I'm killing it. Right. So I told him that and he he loved it. He was like, oh, man, I'm glad you shared that with me. That's great. You know, he was really fired him up. So um, that's kind of where where we really get our satisfaction. I I love seeing what you guys are doing in this group. You specifically, because you guys are absolutely killing it. But all right, I'm I'm. I don't want to talk too much. I'm a big talker. So you were there, you signed up first, We kind of got why. So let's let's talk a little bit about what's happened since then, right? That was back in October, beginning of October of this year. Currently, we're toward almost Christmas time. So it's been roughly uh, two and a half months-ish, something like that.
0: Yep. So, um, you know, obviously the first thing that we did with you and Mike, We'll sit down and have a really extensive conversation as to where, where we were currently and where we'd like to go and what resources do you have and what's your path to some degree? Yeah. And to that, you gave us some feedback and think about this and think about that. And, um, and, and one of the things you did that was, um, awesome was you really, and I, and I know, um, Mike talks about a lot is, is really put together a 30, 60, 90 uh along with uh, you know your year's goals and use that as a living document as you sort of go through so um at, my thing was back to the story of the boats at that point the boats were full on a blaze i had no choice i'm going to move forward and i have no choice but but to make this work uh so I, i'm i'm fully committed i, I did that 30 60 90 and and really kind of listened to the things that you were saying to us into the, into the group on our coaching calls. And here's the things that you need to do in order uh, to, to, you know, to move down the road. And, and I just started implementing, you know, I, I know um, you talk about being a crazy action taker uh, and that's just really trying to, one of my favorite things I actually heard at footpacking. Live was, was, you and Mike uh, both said, like you're going to rape and pillage Andy McFarland's business and my desire for my, business model is to be a wholesaler so that that teed me up specifically to basically say okay well if you're gonna allow it then i'm gonna rape and pillage your business and yeah and and that's been that's been my uh that's been my mojo so far in fact if if i start to do anything that's a little bit different than what you do i get the cross-eyed look from my wife kathy that like hey, <laughs> you're not. and so you know so that's that's, that's really. Nice. uh
1: now, that's cool. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, that's cool. Uh, Justin always uses the Disney version, which is raid and pillage. But uh, the actual quote was rape and pillage. Right. That's exactly what I said to him. <laughs> and like I said, you know, at the event, I mean, it, it's really it's a lot like if someone politely says, hey, you know, welcome to our home make yourself at home right take you know if you're hungry go get something and and Mike and I were like the worst house guests like we would just go and open up the fridge and we're sleeping in their beds like the analogy there is like we didn't wait to be politely offered parts of Andy's business we just like went to him and said can we have this can we have this and like we always said hey if we're if we're crossing a line let us know but can we have this document can we look at this report can we look at what you guys are doing this this week and this month and and to his credit he he every single time he said no nope, that's great let's let's look at it let's do it here you go here's the information you want so i know that we we extracted more from him than maybe other people did because i mean common courtesy usually tells people to to be a little bit more discreet and polite and, and respect people's privacy. And we were like, man, we're not respecting any privacy. You can tell us we're going too far, but we're not going to assume we're going too far. And, and Andy was super open. And, and, you know, we're definitely willing to do the same thing. So
0: that's cool. And you, you guys benefited from that. And, and, and I feel like I'm, I'm benefiting benefiting sort of secondarily from that as well, because I feel like I do the same thing to you guys as, as I, uh, as I swallow one frog and look around then i 'm going to ask you how do how did you guys swallow this next frog
1: yep absolutely and that's that's really the name of the game right a good coach won't won't put you off a good coach won't say well that's you know that's sort of proprietary i'm not going to share that like we share everything right like the great The great thing about a, a good coach is that they 're not that polished of a of a coach right sometimes if the polished people have been doing it for decades. They're, they have it pre-built into their system to hold back and to sort of only give enough to satisfy, but not everything. We don't know what we're not supposed to share, right? Like our our thing is like, if you if you ask, we're going to give it to you. Now, we don't spend all day every day figuring out what else we can give you because that isn't necessarily helpful. But it's like as soon as you... You ask, then you're ready for it, and you want it, and you need it. So that's sort of the idea, and and you know Andy and Justin have been that way with us, and and that's the cool thing about it. So since you've been in in this program, right? Since you've kind of started working with Mike and I, what's what's happened? What's what's the the big the big ahas or the big rocks that you've moved? Well,
0: so um, I know one of the one of the first things one of the first things I did because I had somebody I had a service answering the phone. So one of the first things I did was I. I hired somebody local to answer the phone um which which allowed me to sort of control the message and and that was that was good um around the same time i hired an acquisitions person at the same so i had these two people that um and i was up front once you know once we got past the formal interview i was up front with them and i basically said hey here's the deal we're building the wings on the way down a little bit so you're going to have to bear with me things are going to change and Give me your feedback and just help me. Um, the, the probably the biggest aha moment was about, ah, geez, I don't know. W- within the first month, we had one deal that I did not answer the phone. I didn't go on the appointment. I um, the only thing I did was I turned around. I, it was it was a rental property. I sold it to somebody that I knew that would buy rental properties. I never saw the house i never saw the house. I didn't talk to anybody. I, I, I took the, I talked to the owner at the closing was the only time I talked to the owner. Nice. Um, and, nice. and for to go, Holy smokes. I like, I, I've heard about you guys doing this, but like that was <laughs> to have that actually happen. Was probably the biggest aha moment of what's what's happened so far.
1: Yeah, I, I'm never more proud than when someone calls me that I happen to know and goes, "Hey, I saw this in your your marketing piece. This house. Can you tell me more about it?" And I say, "I really can't. I don't. I don't know. You know which house you're talking about, right?" And the fact that you met the owner at closing is a product of you having kind of been in the system for a couple of months and not. Five or eight months, right? Because they will right. come a point oh, where you won't even you won't see the house, you won't see the seller, you won't see the buyer. All you'll see is the money coming in the account at the end of the day, and that's where you're headed. So that is awesome. Uh, you talked about hiring an acquisitions person. For anyone who doesn't know, in in our world, an acquisitions person is someone who goes out and talks to the seller and tries to get that purchase agreement from the seller. So we call them acquisitions because on the back end, uh, for, in our wholesaling system, on the back end, you have what's called a disp- dispositions person, right? They're both technically kind of a sales role, but one person is acquiring, hence acquisitions. The other person, we call them dispositions because you don't as you get as your business grows you don't necessarily always wholesale it you might decide to take it yourself you might decide a various exit strategies right so that person makes the decision of of what the disposition's going to be of that property it, it, you know it's it, but it is sort of a sales type capacity but anyways acquisitions dispositions front end back end of the deal so okay awesome so you now you've been in the program you you've made some hires what's what's next what what's kind of on your 30 day Plan here going sure. forward.
0: So, um, uh, partway through this process, I, I I changed over my CRM to to from from one that was good to one that really has the capacity to grow as as we go along. Um, and so, I'm in the midst of of ramping that up and and using the automation that you can use to make all of our team as efficient as possible um, and sort of next on the horizon for me is to is to hire that dispositions person and and possibly somebody that can that can help on the back end with some of the administrative stuff as far as uh, moving those deals through the process
1: right kind of a, a closing person or somebody who works with titles is that what you mean yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So that that's one of those things that I really, it, it was really surprising to me when we, Mike and I were building our business. The first couple of wholesale deals I did, the first handful I did were with f- uh, friends of mine in the industry locally, and they bought the houses. So there was very, very little drama, very, very little adversity. And it was just like, You want it? Yes, I want it. Great. Here's the docs. All right, good. I sent him the title. And I would just wait around for three weeks and we go to closing. No problem. But when you you get outside of your circle of, of friends, so to speak, and you start working with a lot of people, the closing process, the title process can be cumbersome. It can be a very, very uh, labor intensive, a lot of stuff going on. I didn't think I needed a closing person until we started doing a significant amount of deals. And I was like, holy cow, this will take up my entire day if I don't get somebody in. So yeah, you'll definitely get to that point. You'll see it. And I'm sure you already are kind of getting to see it, but that person will become, become pretty important too.
0: Well, I'm, try- I'm, trying to, I'm trying to put my team in place and, and so sort of to build the machine and, and I, I love the, the analogy that, that Andy uses uh, of building sort of the machine and then you just start pouring as much dirt in the front end as you can. So yep. um, that's the other thing I would say that I'm working on now is um, what what other channel how many different channels can I can I sort of light up that will add deals into the machine that will,
1: will work its way through. So how are you finding deals now just on a high level? What what are the mechanisms you're using to get leads to come into your 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 business? So
0: right now I'm doing direct mail. That's that was the impetus. That was the that that was an early on aha when I sent out direct mail and people started calling me. Yeah. Like holy smokes. And then I just had a cool phone call this morning of a guy that um I he, I had to have mailed him probably six months ago, and he actually kept a card somewhere, and he just called me. Yep. Um. And and so direct mail is 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 one way. Um. I started about a month ago using pay per click uh, campaign. Yep. And and so that uh, that's yielded one deal that um we'll see see how that turns out. Um. But all the all the indications are that it's very positive there. Um. And then I just I just started up another channel of working with a real estate agent that um, I I explain the business. I sort of train them on how we price them. And it's outside of her normal business. uh, But at the same time, it's an opportunity for her maybe to get a deal or two a month out of of sending out a bunch of offers that that are easy for her to do anyway. So um, those, those those are the three that I'm using right now. Um, you know, some of the ones that I haven't turned on yet is is bandit signs. That's uh um I haven't started doing those yet. Um and then the other one that, that I'm that I'm looking at, partly because I've done some buying at auction is looking at at, at buying them um at auction. Okay. Seeing seeing see how that'll work out.
1: Yeah. And as a wholesaler, there's just really no amount of leads, that's enough, right? You, you, the, you need more and more leads. You really need to keep feeding that machine like we talked about, throwing more dirt in the machine. Where do you get dirt? Well, there's a number of different ways you can get it. Like you've mentioned some of the, the pay-per-click, obviously, the, the direct mail is is for sure. and And that's really the name of the game is trying to get more and more leads into your business. It's sort of like... With wholesaling, you can never have enough leads. With flipping, you can never have enough capital at your disposal, right? Those are kind of the opposite ends of the spectrum. Um, I want to kind of backtrack a little bit. And let's be real clear for the people that are listening. I'll tell you what, I did this business for years before I hired anyone. And I really didn't know who to hire or why to hire them or, or anything like that. And I, I don't want to spend tons and tons of time, but let's, let's just dissect the hires that you've made so far. And what made you hire them now, right? You mentioned a phone person. Was that the first hire you made?
0: You know what? They were both about the same time. Actually, okay. actually from officially, the acquisition person was first, but I had I had the phone person sort of right the next day, basically. Okay. Why, why um, bother? Why bother with phone person? So the phone person is, when, when it was only me, I was my own bottleneck, right? So if I'm working on a deal, then I can't answer a phone when somebody somebody calls in. So if you can have um, somebody that answers the phone all the time, it's a consistent message um, and it's, you know, you start to get into it and it becomes important. your your branding your reputation as as a business. So um, that person is there to answer the phone and uh, just make sure that, that, that they gather the right information. And then the next thing is, you know, sort of the last thing I ask her to do is set up an appointment. So that so that if nothing else, they'll stop calling people because, oh, they're coming over tomorrow. Yeah. Um, And so so that was important for me to 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 get that, to capture that information and to uh, set an appointment as fast as possible.
1: Absolutely, and there's kind of a, a a great debate in in wholesaling, especially. Do you live answer or do you let calls go to voicemail and then call them back? Right, Mike and I were vo- voicemail people. Our company was built on on voicemail, and it wasn't because we thought it was better. It was just what we were doing, and we, and we saw no reason to change it until uh, you know we just talked to Andy specifically, but other people who had done vo- uh, live answer just said there's no there's no comparison. Live answer is the way to go, and things in in the world could change, and maybe there's other technologies that'll come around, but for now, uh, live answer is kind of the way to go, and it's sort of a low, you know, it's not a it's not a super expensive position to hire for. So, so you got the phone person. Uh, technically, the acquisitions person came first, like you said. But so acquisitions, why 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 bother? Right, you go out there and you could lock them up. Why why do you have to hire somebody?
0: You know what? That was probably the um, the biggest thing that backed up in my um, in in my CRM before I hired the acquisitions person was uh was the number of of leads that were there that um needed to like basically have an appointment and go see them because there's a good no- a good amount of work that's associated with it and when you're you know and you're trying to do everything all across the board you're trying to do the marketing and you know meet with sellers and sell the property and answer the phone um so for me i wanted uh i wanted somebody that i could train to value the properties the same way I, I did and do just that and get them some sales training and just do that, have the appointment set for her, value the property and go, go get it under contract. Nice. And, um, and, and sh- that's, um, she's done a phenomenal job. She, she had, um, she, the, the woman that I hired is an entrepreneur. So she, she her, and her husband started a business a while back. Uh, so she had that weed there. Um, and, and had, had a background in sales. So it was a, uh, it was a great combination and, and, um, was comfortable with the, with learning and, uh, the training that we do and, and has great empathy. And so I, 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 it's awesome. I've gone, I've gone out with her a bunch and, um, just sort of for a ride along and I'm, I'm in awe of, of how good she is with the sellers.
1: Right. And that's really the key. Do you think she's better than you are?
0: Um, There's definitely, she's, her empathy level is way better.
1: Yeah, I'm not not the most,
0: uh, (laughs) always the most empathic. And I I, like have a tendency to want to like, let's cut to the chase. Let's like, here's the number.
1: (laughs) Yeah. 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 No, I mean, and that's great. That's sort of what you always want. You always want to try to hire people for a position that are, that's better than you. Right. I mean, that's really the goal. Cause if they're a lot less, capable than you, you're always going to be second guessing what they do or should I should I be doing this? So it's awesome. It's good that she has that that empathy or that, you know, that ability that that maybe you don't have as strongly. So that's cool. All right. So uh, phone person, acquisitions person, what else? Who else have you hired?
0: Um, I, that's all that I've hired right now. Like I said, I'm just now starting to have conversations around a dispositions person. Um, there, I have some capacity right now with my phones person and she actually has a background of some paralegal stuff. So I may, um, ask her to do double duty until she gets overwhelmed of, of be the, the closing or the sort of, uh, transaction coordinator type of role. Uh, I may ask her to do a little bit of both. Uh, um, okay. So I'll, I'll ask her to do double duty until until we get enough deals going through the system that she looks at me and says, dude, I can't do this anymore.
1: Okay. Only because I'm involved in your business at a pretty significant level in coaching. I know there's one other person you hire that you're not thinking of. Who is going to make your life easier somewhere around April 15th? You're going to be glad that you oh. have them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just, did that. that's right. Thank you very much for reminding me. That's that, an that, important layer. It's an important. I do. I hired a bookkeeper. Who makes (laughs) reference to, um, and and that is. uh, I'm really fired up about that. That's something that um, that I knew that I'm. I I was weak in, and um, I you know I was I was able to sort of fake my way through it and get enough of the information, and uh, I kept it sort of in the right spot so I could go find it. But yes, a bookkeeper is going to be invaluable to me again, as you scale this, as I'm, I'm building this to scale it. And, and so, um, I'm trying to put the structure and the people and the, and the, and um, I thought when you first started saying that, I thought you're going to you were talking about yourself.
1: I hired <laughs> these two awesome
0: coaches, too.
1: <laughs> no, I'm telling you, I, I, bookkeepers don't they don't acquire purchase agreements and they don't sell purchase agreements. But I have said it and I'll, I'll continue to say it. Probably my favorite hire that we have in our business. And I think we're up to 12 or 13, 14 people now is the bookkeeper and and it's because I we shared uh, we were talking before we kind of got live here in the interview that part of part of my responsibility in in our business is for me is the 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 finances right the financial side so last year before we had a bookkeeper i was responsible for untangling all of 2015 and I have had some some stuff happen in my life that should have kept me up at night. And I've always slept like a baby, regardless of adversity, regardless of things happening in my life. I was having trouble sleeping last year around the springtime because I was trying to entangle all that. Crap and and Mike and I are we're action takers' we're, we're highly aggressive in our business and we 're not afraid to take risks we're also not great at record keeping so we did a horrible job and I had to sort of untangle that and uh, it was keeping me up it was a nightmare so uh, our the bookkeeper is the same one you 're using obviously right I, I recommended her is uh, that that was probably my favorite hire of, of anybody right she True. she allows me to sleep at night knowing that that the finances are being taken care of and not having your finances straight when you're making a few thousand dollars here and there, no big deal. When you ramp your business up and it starts to produce significant revenue, and you're not keeping track of that, you are going to be one sorry customer come April 15th. So, okay, so three people, uh, four if you count Mike and I, but and that that's awesome, right? It's a, it's not about hiring everybody all at once. It's about Mike and I always say hiring responsibly. Once you recognize that you've you've got a bottleneck, and, and specifically if it's you. That's when you need to bring someone in. So um, you're you're basically you're basically following the script that we're trying to lay out for you exactly, and things are coming together exactly like we would expect them to if you follow the script. So um, sure. you're you're a case study in in really just accepting it, 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 guidance and, and taking it and and expecting to have happen what. You're being told will happen, right? So that's that's awesome. But you know what it takes, it takes a special person too, because I've taught a lot of people what I think they need to do to, to kind of advance their business and nothing happens because they just don't they don't take the advice. They don't do it. They second guess everything and you know they they they, they, they get worried about the worst case scenario, so they don't do anything. And that's the quickest way to kill your, your business or to never have it get started, is is to worry about every possible scenario that's bad, right?
0: Sure. You know, the other thing I would say, I was just like actually looking at the number here on my sheet is, is I recognized that <clears throat> I was making a lot of changes um, early, uh, early on. And, and so w- when I built my, my goals for the year, I said, well, let's, let's be reasonable and know that we are going to have some, especially early on, we'll have some growing pains before we sort of smooth out this process. And so my goals for, um, For by the time we get the end of next October, which is a little bit past, um, flip packing live next year. Um, but basically what I was trying to get to was, was 74 goals and and the silliness, there's some silliness to that. And that that was the number I had in, in, um, in the NFL. So I figured it was an easy number to always remember. (laughs) But the thing is, is that in the first six months of this plan, I'm only looking to get 31% of that. So I recognize that there's some ramp up time and let's make sure everything's working to where, OK, let's let's turn up the volume really loud after that. Yeah. And and and, and it'll be in it, everything will be in place to go. So I was trying to, um, you know, I was trying to I'm trying to hire responsibility and build from the beginning so that there's scale so that I that it minimizes going back and doing a rework as you start to have more volume. Um, and, and but that comes. From being able to work with you guys, because if I if I have the opportunity to work with you and you're saying here's what we're doing and we're doing 20 deals a week or 20 deals a a wish a week, right? Yeah, yeah,
1: 20 deals a week uh, would be the goal.
0: (laughs) 20 deals a month. I know that what I'm doing can can sustain that because I because I'm building it on the same type of platforms. Um, And and again, back to uh, uh, anything that I like, I have a question. I ask you guys, and you give me here's what works for us. And it's easy for me to go, well, if it's working for them, they're doing this. I don't, I'm don't. not there yet, but I'm going to get there. And so I'm going to just trust it without question.
1: Yeah. And the cool thing is, you know, geographically, you're not that far from us, but you're not in the same market. You're not in Michigan, right? Mike, Mike and I are in Michigan. You're in Illinois, Chicago area. So... This, this, the concepts aren't necessarily designed to be location specific. They're, they're concepts, right? They're building blocks of a, uh, of how to build a successful real estate investing company that it really is transferable. We learned what we know from someone who lives in Utah, right? And he's, he coached us in Michigan. So it really doesn't matter where you are. The con, the building of business concepts, I mean, frankly, it goes outside of real estate too, but we're talking about real estate here. But what, what you're learning and, and what the other people in the program are learning really, could be used in any business. We're just applying it to real estate, so that's the cool thing. And and like I said, Mark, I, I say this with all sincerity. I I'm really enjoying watching what's happening in your business. And you know, we we have a, a uh, we talk on Voxer. It's an app, right on the phone. And and you share with us things that you're struggling with. You share with us successes that you're having and it is an absolute an absolute blast and an honor to to just help you along that path and and you're doing it right i mean we I've told lots of people things, you know, but it's it depends on the person if they're going to take that and really run with it and, and not to overuse the analogy. But, you know, you're taking the ball and running with it. Right. So that that's really all you can hope for. And if you do that, I have no doubt you're going to continue along the path and get exactly where you want to be. And I'm going to see you next October at Flip Hacking Live and you're going to be on stage and it's going to be super inspirational. And I I really can't wait for that. And and I'm like I said, just a pleasure having gotten to meet you. You and, and to help you start this journey, man. So again, thanks. Thanks for coming on today. Is there anything else you want to say? I, I don't want to cut you off, but I think we pretty much covered everything. I, I, again, just man, just super excited for you. Really excited for you.
0: No, no, thank you very much. And like I like I said before, it's it's an honor to work with you guys and to learn uh, from you guys. Mostly, one of the, one of the things I think is the coolest is. Is these lessons that you learned are fresh in your mind because they, like the paint's not even all the way dry. So <laughs> That's to true. to learn from you in that mode is awesome, and I I appreciate it.
1: Yeah, no, I appreciate you saying it. it's very cool. You're right. We're we're still in in uh, building and tweaking and learning, so it's cool. It's fun to be able to sort of download everything we're learning and and kind of give it to you and see see what happens. So. Thanks for being here, man. I I really appreciate it. I'm going to see you in a few weeks here. Uh, We're going to get together, obviously, for our Six Figure Flipping Group. And that's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have that beer and and talk and and share some stories. And uh, I'm looking forward to it, man. Continued success. Thanks for doing this. Thanks. I'm looking forward to it as well. All right. Thanks a lot, man. Talk to you soon. All right. Bye. Bye. All right, guys. Well, I hope
2: you enjoyed the interview. Uh, I know I sure did. Mark and, and Kathy, who wasn't on here, but that's his wife. Are incredible people and I cannot wait to see what they do in 2017 and beyond especially as we get to work with them in the seven-figure flipping program if you are interested in ramping up your 2017 and taking things to the next level and would like to get some additional help and coaching and work with me and my coaches one-on-one you can go to housekeepinghq.com slash coaching if you specifically want to check out the six-figure flipping program you can go to hq.com slash 6ff or if you're ready for the big leagues, you can go straight to seven figure and check things out and fill out an application. And if it's the right fit, we'd love to to have you. Um, as far as the, the seven figure flipping program, we will be we're very limited on the people that we take into that program. And we try to, um, you know, we're, we're able to grow a little bit because I recently talked to Mike and Mike at the event, and they're going to be coming on as coaches, we're going to be working on the details of that. But we will be taking on at the event. So we're going to take on five more people and three joined at the event, so we'll be taking on two more people before our event next next month in in February in Nashville. So that could be you. Go to 7figureflipping.com, fill out an application, and if it feels like it's the right fit, we'll let you in. And if it's not, no worries. Like We will let you know. We will not let anyone in that program uh, that we don't think is the right fit. So what we'll probably do is get on a call with either myself or or one of the mics, <laughs> um, and we'll determine if it's the right fit, and if not, we'll we'll try to guide you in the best way that we possibly can so anyway guys um that is it for today hope you guys are all crushing it or get out there and crush it 2017 make it your year it only takes one year to change the rest of your life so don't be afraid to take action and do those things we're here to support you along the way and i wish you all the best of luck and i love you and i like you and i want to meet you all and come to the event so i can get to know you and that's all. I time to go eat dinner with my family. The kids keep popping in. Um, so I better go do what matters most. Uh, and we will talk to you guys next time on the House of Being HQ podcast. Bye-bye.